Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Theater of Football. I'm Mike Hodem, and I'm joined uh, tonight by uh, Jeremy Forbes. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Pretty good. Uh, coming on the back of uh, a United victory up at uh, Newcastle. Um, I thought there were a lot of positives to take from the match. I like the performance. Uh, uh, what, did, what did you make of the, uh, the game? Um, I, I enjoyed seeing some, some great, extremely, uh, wonderful kind of intricate passing during the, during the second half of the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, there was definitely that there. Um, I, I, I was looking at our game, um, and also I was looking kind of at city as well. Um, city didn't exactly cover, haven't covered themselves in glory since the uh, restart or since the season kicked off. Um, and uh, I was just comparing our situation with theirs. Um, and I felt like they needed a result. They needed to grind out a result. Um, I kept reading that people were saying, oh, we just need to grind out results right now. I kind of disagreed. <clears throat> I felt like we needed a performance. Um, yeah. And even, even with the score at 1-1 late in the match, I felt like we at least provided that performance now performances don't always yield three points in the result but uh, uh given our situation compared to the cities where city i think can grind out results because you expect them to improve their their play later on we're not really sure what to expect with our side um did you feel like uh with the uh you know you mentioned the intricate passing um did you feel like overall that uh uh the performance uh uh was good from us and it, and it met your uh, expectations um yes yes i was i was uh wonderfully kind of um uh impressed because with the with the way the lineup looked at the start i did not expect us to be able to you know um play play as well as we did okay um, I mean, I know, I know. For me, you know, when you see Mata on the, on the, on the starting lineup, you think this the team's gonna be slow. <laughs> uh, um, you know, you 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 get a lot of heart from him, but that's not always going to be enough in a game. So I was just like, oh boy, here we go. And then of course, Dan James. It's, it's just not been working as of late. So to see both of those in the start, starting lineup, I was like, I don't know about that. Well, I'll say this. Uh, James, at least for the first time in many months, looked like he had a purpose out there. Now, the end product still wasn't good, but um, mm -hmm. he'd pick up the ball. He'd try to, you know, you go to his strengths and use his pace and run at defenders and um, I think that's what he needs to keep doing is uh, if he, when he gets a chance to keep doing that and hopefully that uh, final ball, whether a shot or a pass or a cross finally comes off. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Juan Mata, uh, I thought he was excellent yesterday. Um, uh -huh. And he played in the league cup against uh, uh, Brighton and both the game against Newcastle in the, that, that league cup match against Brighton. He, he picked up the ball several times and actually ran away from uh, uh, players on the other team. I, I don't remember ever seeing him do that. So maybe it, as he's getting older, he's uh, getting a little faster. I don't know. 
Um, but <laughs> Benjamin Button. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but overall, his passing was great. He links up well with Bruno. They have a good understanding. He seems to uh, have a good understanding with uh, Donnie as well. Um, you put intelligent football players around him, and uh, he can start showing what he's actually capable of. You know, you have Donnie and Bruno instead of Andreas and Jesse, and yeah. uh, Juan starts to look a lot better. Um, I also had trepidation when I saw the uh, lineup, of course. Um, at the end of the day, I have to say, I think Ole got it right. I know we didn't win the match really until he made uh, the sprint brought on Pogba and Vandebeek. But before that, I thought overall, uh, I thought McTominay was great. Um, I gave him a lot of flack for his performance against Palace on our first match uh, where he didn't seem like he had any commitment at all. Yesterday, he, he was all over the place, tons of energy, uh, kind of more what I expect from him. Um, Fred okay. did just enough to justify his inclusion as well. Yeah. So, um, uh, still looked frail at the back. Um, what'd you, what'd you make of the, uh, the own goal inside two minutes? Uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, disappointing. And I know, um, I know Luke Shaw thought it was a bit of a, a little bit of a harsh luck on him for that to have happened. Um, you know, and initially I was just like, well, that that see that seals it because that's just the start of what has been inevitably us just being disappointing and poor. But I'm glad we showed character. We stuck in there. We stayed in the game, and we pushed as a team, and uh, we kept playing. So that's that's good. Yeah, you, you once said that uh, talked about when we concede. Instead of like if we can see, and that's better to do it early on, right? Yeah. Um, I think given our form, we didn't expect the uh, back line to be fixed overnight. Um, so we kind of expected that we would give them a goal. Um, it was probably good that it happened so early on because I felt like, like you said, we responded really well. Um, had, right. that, had that goal disallowed rightfully for uh, one for Mata being offside. Um, then McGuire finally uh, was able to get his head on one from a corner and direct it into the net. So um, I thought the response was good. Uh, we created lots of chances. I think they cleared two, uh, two of our shots off the line. So um, okay. yeah, the response was good. Um, I thought for me, Rashford was the man of the match. Um, I thought he was lively throughout, wanting to get on the ball, wanting to run at everyone. Um, and of course, the three goal, three goal flurry at the end, he assisted two of them and scored the last one. So yeah. uh, would you agree with that assessment that he's man of the match? Um, I probably wouldn't give him man of the match. I would probably give it to Bruno. But, you know, it's, it's not that he's not a worthy man of the match. Yeah, I mean, well, Bruno, uh, he uh, he had the, the winning goal. Uh, and then he assisted on Brashford's uh uh, for uh, our fourth goal, Rashford's goal there. So they kind of paid each up, pay, paid him back, uh, if you yeah, will. Of course, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't give it to Bruno just because he did miss the penalty, even though I, it wasn't the greatest penalty, but he hit it with power, and the goalkeeper I thought made a great save, um, because uh, it was above him, and he had to get his arm up. It was with pace, and um, 
but uh, yeah, no, it was a, it was a good performance. Uh, I thought, um, I thought defensively we looked, we looked a little better. Um, you had the Callum Wilson chance on the doorstep where uh, De Gea yeah. made a great save. And again, we were unable to stop the supply and uh, I thought McGuire let Wilson go again. Um, yeah. So uh, you know, things aren't completely fixed there, but overall I thought we were more solid with McTominay playing a lot better. He helped shield the back, uh, back four too. Um, so uh, I was a little surprised. Uh, were you, I wonder if you were surprised that uh, uh, we didn't see a back three um, no, I wasn't really, you know, uh, I was less surprised about, you know, how he set up defense and more surprised how he set up the, the attack. Like, how, how do you mean? Because I, I, I knew, I knew he wants to continuously stick with it, the the four defensive players that he feels is his strongest ones. So that being uh, Luke Shaw, Aaron Wamasaka, you know Maguire and Lindelof. Like sadly to say, I I think as of right now, you know those are the ones that he feels most comfortable with. So I expect to see them them play or him use them in a game like this all the time. I, I thought he could play them, but uh, we've seen Luke Shaw play in the left side of a back three and do well there. Um, and I thought maybe he'd give Tellus his debut, but uh, um, in his pre-match press conference on Friday, I guess Tellus didn't get back in the country from international duty in South America until late Thursday night. So uh, that game may have came too soon for him to start. He was on the bench, but he was an unused sub, but yeah. Uh, I kind of expected that, but given the international break and the circumstances of his return, uh, it was probably too soon. Um, I'm going to double down, though. I, uh, transitioning on, we have PSG in Paris on Tuesday, and I think we will see a back three in that one. Okay. Um, okay, I think, I'm not sure, but okay. I think uh, he'll, he'll uh, go with Shaw, Lindelof, and McGuire. As the back three and play Talos and uh, uh, Juan Basaka as wingbacks. Okay. We'll see. I, we'll see. How think, confident are you with uh, Shaw playing that kind of role? Actually, I, I'm 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 very confident. Uh, I shouldn't say very confident, but I am conf I do have confidence in him um, more okay. so than I do Lindelof. Uh, mm -hmm. I've seen uh, when Shaw's played there last season, I didn't think he did much wrong. In fact, I thought he was better in, in that sort of role than he is at a lot of times playing as an out and out fullback. Uh, okay. I know he's not the tallest, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he, he'd be, he'd be good in that role um, for, I mean, that might not be his position for, a long period of time, but I think yes, as a short-term yeah. solution to solidify things at the back, um, yeah, I think it's a good option. Okay. Okay, very good. Yeah, it's just, it still baffles me that, you know, with all the time that we've had, that the clubs still haven't, you know, uh, done a better job with, you know, 
seeing which other which other center backs they're gonna they're gonna try to use, which ones they're just not going to use at all, so they don't need to be there. It's it's just baffling to me. I think Ole's sorted it out from an internal standpoint. He doesn't want Rojo. Uh, he didn't really want Smalling. Uh, I disagree with both those opinions, given the options he seems to like. Um, yeah. uh, I think the best center back left at the club is Bayi, but you can't rely on him to. Yeah, you can't. To be fit, to play games week in, week out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I think uh, that's why I, I really think that's why he plays McGuire and, and Lindelof is because uh, both of them, you can rely on them to stay fit and play a run of games, um, mm-hmm. not really have to worry about injuries. And with by I mean, he played three games in nine days and he had to come off in that third game when he was playing for his country because he was fatigued, as he put it. Um, okay. It was thought that he was injured. He took to, I think, uh-huh. Instagram to say, oh, no, I'm, I was just fatigued. But, uh-huh. I mean, even that's got to raise red flags. I mean. Yeah, you don't want to hear somebody saying they're fatigued. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, that, 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 that was kind of troubling. Um, he may uh-huh. come in to play against PSG. Uh, but uh, at this point, I don't see him starting two games back to back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, even even if even if I think and maybe Ole thinks he might be our best defender too, um, mm-hmm. I, you just can't rely on him. Um, yeah, I think yeah, going that's forward, true. that's just the way that it's got to be. Yeah, and like you said, we don't understand why he doesn't give uh, one or two of our talented youngsters more of an opportunity and a chance. Yeah, I'd like to see Menji get a get a start. Um, I thought it was there for him to get a start in the League Cup, either against Luton or Brighton. Uh-huh. Um, didn't happen. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I would like to see him get a start. And it's good news that uh, Tuan Zebe is back in full training. Um, uh-huh. I think he, that started about a fortnight ago. He returned to full training. So, um, hopefully, we'll see him part of the match day squad sooner rather than later. Um, just yeah. to finally see if see whether or not he has what it takes to be a Manchester United center back. And let's be honest, the bar's pretty low right now. <laughs> but, uh, if, if, this, if this was, if this was high jump, anybody would be able to get over, over the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could just uh, uh, walk with my normal stride and be fine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, looking ahead to that match on Tuesday a little more, um, do you uh, – whether we play a back three, back four, whatever, do you think we'll have what it takes to, I don't know, slow down, maybe not necessarily stop, but slow down PSG's uh, attack? Um, I would be surprised. I would be surprised if we do. Um <laughs> I don't know what to really expect out of that game, if I'm being honest. I don't have a, a lot of faith and confidence in our team at this point in time, as sad as that may sound. Um, I, I, I want to continue to be uh, like a loyal fan and supporter, but I don't have a lot of confidence in them. Even this 4-1 four, four, win, it's not like I'm, I'm feeling so great that uh, we're going to go and put up a fight against PSG because of that. You know what I mean? 
And that's the disappointing factor. Um, now, one thing that I, I would love to see, and I don't understand why we don't see, is that you have, like you said, a, a, an intelligent and so far uh, been extremely uh, productive um, player, uh, Donnie Van de Beek, uh, and he hasn't been getting starts. I don't understand that. Is it because Ollie doesn't have any further kind of foresight to say, oh, yes, this player has been doing well for me off the bench. This is the only kind of player I have confidence coming off the bench. So he wants to leave him on the bench just for that. Like that, that in my opinion, isn't good enough. Like, cause against some teams, in my opinion, PSG will be one of them. You're going to want to start strong. You're not going to want to be coming off of, you know, trying to make up ground against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I understand. Um, I, I, I felt, felt like for the Newcastle game, um, coming off conceding six goals, no matter what formation you play, you'd want to put in some legs in midfield, some players that are going to work hard defensively. And uh-huh. that's why you play McTominay and uh, Fred. Um, and to be, and Bruno, right? I mean, you can't drop Bruno. He's been our best player since he signed. Yep. Um, it is a difficult situation that Ole has, how he fits uh, Donnie in. Um, and having said that, I don't know if he had, if maybe this wasn't a signing that Ole really wanted, you know, because um, I don't, I think he had other areas in the squad that he had his eye on, obviously uh, yeah. uh, right wing being one of them. Um, yeah. And I think he's having trouble figuring out how to integrate him um, and the collapse our collapse defensively yeah. since uh, the start of the season hasn't helped his ability to try and get him into the squad. But I think as of right now, this is just me uh, because of how well he's been playing. Um, I don't think you look at it from a, from a closed minded standpoint of, Oh, well, this is the position I have to have him in. No, get, get your best players, put them on the pitch. He's, he seemed to have been extremely flexible. Like, I don't understand why you, you want to just pigeonhole him to say, well, this is the way that I desire or should want to play him. Well, I, I, I don't think that he is a, like, would you bring him in and play him as a whole, uh, as a holding midfielder? to cover the back four because I don't think he really ever played that for Ajax or as a youngster and we're leaking goals right and left yeah probably not I'll give you that much maybe not as a holding midfielder but you know um if you wanted to have uh two midfielders like maybe yes it won't um spread spread uh the wing as much but have them in, in attacking kind of roles uh, instead of only having, you know, a, a diamond per se. I, you know, with, uh, with, with uh, two attackers at the top, I think, I think that's fine. Well, you know, he did, he came on against Newcastle for James. And yeah. I think Bruno was more of the one who moved out to the left. Um, yeah. And Donnie played more through the middle. 
Um, and that's something uh, coming up against PSG and, and a, a game like that, and maybe even Chelsea at the weekend, that that could uh-huh. be something that he looks at to get them both on the pitch. Maybe, you know, one's not playing in their na- most natural position. Uh, yeah. But to your point, getting your better – trying to get your best players on the pitch who will give you the most energy and most quality. Um, yeah. You could potentially do that, and you have a lot of uh, good technicians out there, and he could keep playing uh, Mata on the right. Um, uh, I doubt he would play him against PSG, start him against PSG, but he yeah, could be. probably not. Chelsea, you know? yeah. So, yeah um, I'm actually not as worried about that game, if I'm being honest with you. Chelsea? Yeah, they've been seven goals like nothing. <laughs> well, I think you look at the, this PSG, and you made a good point. The four us playing well against Newcastle just has has me confused now. Like if we played poorly against Newcastle, I'd have no expectations against PSG, and I would expect us to uh, concede uh, many goals. Uh, uh-huh. But we put in a good performance. The defense wasn't as poor as it was against, you know, comparable teams like Palace and Brighton. And, yeah. and now you kind of start to have a little bit of hope that maybe we're, you know, Rome's not built in a day, but maybe we're turning yeah. a corner. Um, yeah. And you just don't know what to expect from PSG. It could be another 6-1 defeat, or we could go there and win, you know, 3-1 like we did a year and a half ago. So, mm-hmm. um I, 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 can, I think I can confidently say I'd be shocked if we kept a clean sheet, but yeah. we, we just don't know what to expect from that match. And I feel the same way about yeah. Chelsea, really, just given both of our teams' uh, form, you know? Yeah. Uh, both are just disasters defensively. Oh, yeah. Horribly. I, I am so, I'm so happy he keeps playing Kirk Zuma. Like, yes, <laughs> do that. Do that, Frankie. <laughs> And you will help write the ship for all other teams that want to get past Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they spent all that money, and now people were giving them all these this praise, and, and I gave them some praise. Like, they signed some good players going forward, yeah. but they didn't address really any issues at the back. They signed yeah. a, a, an, a an old man to play at the at center of defense. And he's, <laughs> he, he's played, he played one game, I think, against West Brom and was poor. Um, and they signed uh, what Mindy from uh, I think uh, Stad Rene um, from France, who's kind of a bit of an unknown quantity in goal. But I don't feel and now he's injured actually, so Kepa's back in. So yeah, they, they haven't really addressed any anything, you know. And, and I mean, at least you know we we had Dean Henderson come back from loans and from yeah. a good loan spell, um, and we signed a left back. So we kind of did stuff. We need a center back, obviously. We probably need two, as you have said many times. Yeah. Um, but I think there may be a sense of holding out for the right center back, which might be a, actually a good approach. Um, okay. If we can hold out and get uh, Obamecano from RB Leipzig for his buyout clause in next summer, it may be worth the wait. But if we don't get Champions League football in the meantime, there's going to be other clubs that are coming, going to be coming in for him for that buyout clause. Yeah. And the one thing that would make him choose us over, say, you know, Bayern Munich or I think Liverpool have been rumored to be interested would be having Champions League football um, and 
you know, and it, or potentially just offering him a boatload more money and a contract that uh, we're trying to get away from doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, that sounds reasonable. But uh, he would be the ideal target. So um, maybe it makes sense to just wait and try and get that done. But yeah, who knows? That that probably won't happen. I don't know. I, I don't trust yeah. Woodward or Matt Judge nope. or the Glazers. Nope, because I, I felt like if we had been smart and acted quicker, we could have potentially gotten him before they they were able to finalize a push through the um you know the contract extension. Yeah. But we you know, we dicked around. We were not not being uh you know, kind of proactive, we were being reactive. Mm-hmm. That's that's that seems to be how we uh how we roll, not just on the pitch, but in the uh, front office. If everything's reactive, we're not proactive. You're exact. You're 100% right. If we were more on the ball, you know, Chelsea made moves for players before the window even opened. If you look at uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think Werner was another one. They made these moves before the window even opened. Agreed contracts, agreed fees with the clubs. And one of the Werner, Werner came from Leipzig. So mm-hmm. we could have gone to them yep. back, in, back in May or June and tried yeah, to yeah, lock yeah. him down. Yep. But, and talk uh, about him. I was actually I was actually very impressed with, with him in, in that in that Chelsea game. I had been holding out where I wasn't too impressed with him as of right now, but I think he did an amazing job job for them that game, only for the defense once again just to to crumble and put all of his amazing, you know, work and effort you know down the drain i was actually it was one of the first games i was really impressed with him yeah he was lively uh i don't want to get into a var discussion because i'll be here all night oh uh, but but the, the I second think need to, i think we just need to go back to the way that the premier league was was run originally and just let the refs do this thing because i think we have actually even more frustrating results now than we did before var came into play yeah, and Werner's second goal against Southampton, he clearly handled it with his bicep. He moved his bicep like this to bring it into his path to get it over the keeper and head it into the goal. And it was clear yeah. as day on the replay. <laughs> and I'm like, they show they the goal happens. They're showing the replays, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna get shocked up before the replay's done. They've already re- kicked off again. I'm, what's who who's in the VAR room? What are they looking at? I know. <laughs> Like even even before the you know accidental handball can't lead to a goal scoring opportunity, he clearly moved his arm to take the ball into his path. That that uh-huh. would have been a hand. That would have been a handball any any year any yeah, yeah. era. I mean, come yeah. on, and no one no one talked yeah. about that at all. But that was the most. Nope. That was the worst VAR incident or non incident whatever of the weekend in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But. I digress. Um, there'll be plenty more discussion in the future yeah. about VAR <laughs> and about uh, our terrible transfer uh, yeah. activity. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. now the curtain is now closing on the theater of football. Be sure to watch United play PSG on Tuesday. Hopefully, it'll be uh, we'll be able to build on uh, a positive performance against Newcastle on Saturday. Um, for Jeremy. I'd love for them to surprise me again. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yep, I agree. Um, for Jeremy, 
I'm Mike. Uh, have a great uh, have a great week, everyone. Yeah. Later.